friends. Thanks for joining me today to think on some amazing things. I'm reading through the book of John, and I came to John 7, and I've always got my ears open and my eyes open to think, oh, which one would I like to do for a meditation and share on this podcast? I'm reading through John 7, and verses 37 through 39 really stood out to me. Perhaps because it actually says Jesus stood up, and so maybe that's why, you know, I don't remember seeing that a lot in the Bible, that Jesus stood up and cried out. So today we're going to look at what Jesus cried out. So I'm going to read these verses to you, and then I'm going to give you some explanation of what was going on and then we will go into a guided meditation. I think on the first podcast I said I would keep these to 10 minutes and I have not done that and I will probably not do that today. So anyway, just wanted to alter my own expectation there and then just share that with you. I'm not sure what it's going to be. I'm still trying to figure this out. But I'm going to read these verses to you, John 7, 37 to 39, and then I'll talk about them. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This brief scene from Jesus' life occurs on the last day of the feast. There were three feasts in ancient Israel that uh, male Jews were required to celebrate. And they were to go up to Jerusalem three times a year to celebrate Passover, which commemorated the salvation of the Jewish people out of Egypt and away from slavery. And then there's the festival of Pentecost, which commemorated the giving of the law at Mount Sinai to Moses and the people. And then there's a third feast, and that's the feast that the Gospel of John is talking about here. It's the feast called Sukkot, and uh, it's also called the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Booths. This feast kind of reminds me of characters in Russian novels. They often have more than one name. (laughs) But anyway, what it commemorated, more like celebrated, for it was to be a very joyous feast, was God's provision for the people of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And the two primary ways that they were celebrating that God provided for them was the bread from heaven, which was manna, and water in the desert. And that water often came from some crazy places. Uh, For example, a rock. So this festival lasted a week. And Jesus had arrived in Jerusalem after some family drama at the beginning of chapter 7. It talks about that if you want to go back and see it. There's some family drama, but Jesus showed up in Jerusalem to begin preaching in the temple about midweek, midway through this festival. And this festival, like I said, was a very joyous one. It was 
it was different than the other ones. Another way it was different than the other ones, in addition to being more joyous, was that there were libations of water offered in addition to the regular sacrifices that were made in the temple during all festivals. Water was poured on top of the altar. And this this festival had a sort of a sense of buildup. And so here Jesus is on the last day, you know, the the ultimate part of this feast. And it says in John, it's called the great day. And that's when we have this scene where Jesus stands up and cries out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And this is really significant because this festival was, pardon the pun, but a wash with water. It was just a water themed uh, festival and feast. And so for Jesus to stand up in the temple and cry out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. That was really, really rich with meaning. In the Hebrew scriptures, there are a number of places where the temple and the city of God, Jerusalem, are portrayed as having a river flowing out of it that would give life not only to the people of Israel, but to the whole world. In Ezekiel 47, there's a fabulously beautiful passage that talks about how this this river, you know, it starts out ankle deep, and then it goes knee deep, and then it's shoulder deep, and pretty soon it's so deep (laughs) that it would be really difficult even to get through it. So much water. And then this river... It's feeding all these beautiful trees, and and then these trees are rich with fruit. And it says in Ezekiel 47 that their fruit will be food and their leaves for healing, and that they they will always be bearing fruit. It's just this really life-giving, effusive picture that Jesus' audience might have called to mind when he talks about a river flowing out of something. And like I said, the place that they were used to thinking about a river flowing out of would have been the temple. And here Jesus is saying, whoever believes in me, come to me if you're thirsty and drink as though he himself is that source of water. He himself is that river. And this was a really big deal because he was making himself greater than the temple. And we see that he actually did this in John 2 as well. So John is continuing with this theme of Jesus being greater than the temple. Um, and it was extremely offensive to a number of people, but it was uh, extremely attractive to many others. So Jesus gives this invitation. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me. These are really broad invitations. And this is the gospel, right? This is the beauty of it. It's a very simple invitation. Hey, are you thirsty? Come to me and drink. Hey, do you believe in me? If you believe in me, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. What Jesus is inviting us into is... um, It sounds so simple. It sounds so free. And that's because it is free. Another passage that this sounds like is from Isaiah 55, where God is inviting people to come and drink and there's no cost. Just come. Just bring your thirst. Bring your hunger. Come and get filled. In fact, Jesus will fill you so full (laughs) that whoever believes in him will 
you know, drink from the river that is Jesus and then have a river flowing out of themselves. And that's so classic God, right? When he invites us in, he's so excited and he's so generous that he says, I'm going to bless you and then I'm going to use you to bless so many others. And that's been who God has been from the very beginning when he called Abraham and he said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a great nation. And then you're going to bless the whole world. And it's so Jesus, you know, when he tells people, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. He's got the invitation to follow him and also the promise that he will use his followers to call more people in, more people in the heart of God. The heart of Jesus is so generous, and we see that in this passage with this just gushing water. And we see Jesus' excitement and his fervor, too, and the fact that, I don't know if he interrupted someone when he stood up, or if it was a good time, or, you know, rabbis usually taught when they were sitting down, but he really makes a statement here. He stands up and cries out this beautiful invitation. In verse 39, it talks about how this, this analogy of this river of living water flowing out of believers in Jesus is the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were yet to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus would give the Spirit after his death and after his resurrection. In the Gospel of John, he gives the Spirit to his disciples by simply breathing on them and saying, receive the Spirit. Again, the generosity of God is seen in how it is a gift. Salvation is a gift. All that is asked is this invitation. Hey, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. And that drinking, that coming sets off this beautiful domino effect of receiving the spirit becoming a having a life-giving river flowing out of ourselves it's incredible it really is okay let's slow it down and go into our meditation now i love this passage because it's really conducive to meditation because it's so rich in imagery so go ahead and just sit back maybe take a deep breath or two and I'm going to read this passage from John 7, 37 to 39. And I'm going to ask a few questions, and all told, we'll read it three times. John 7, 37 through 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus spoke these words in the context of the Festival of Tabernacles, which commemorated God's provision in the desert. And specifically, there were two things, bread and water, that they were commemorating. Think of two ways 
that God is providing for you right now in your life. Consider a different time in your life. Perhaps right now is a wilderness for you, or perhaps there was another season that was like a wilderness for you. Consider some of the ways that God brought you through that and what he used to sustain you during that time. As I read the passage again, picture Jesus. Picture him speaking to you. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. In this passage, Jesus invites anyone who is thirsty to come and drink. How do you feel yourself responding to Jesus' invitation? Go ahead and spend a few moments basically RSVPing to him right now. Talk to him about what you're feeling in response to his invitation. Let's read the passage one more time. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Let's take a moment to think about the gift of the Spirit. The Spirit in this passage is likened to a river flowing out of those of us who believe in Jesus. Allow yourself to just sit in this image for a little bit. Visualize this, feel this. As we close today, I hope you're able to feel the generosity of God in this passage. I hope you're able to connect with our life-giving Savior and Lord 
and the Holy Spirit who he has given us. Thanks so much for joining me to think on these things.